From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. I think what you're seeing tonight is one tree in a forest. And I think we are drifting towards the greatest constitutional crisis since the 1850s uh, and the rise of secession and the Civil War. <clears throat> I don't mean that as hyperbole. Uh, if you read Andy McCarthy's remarkable book, Ball of Collusion, which came out in 2019, he makes very clear that it is Barack Obama who corrupts the Justice Department. It is Hillary Clinton who routinely breaks the law and gets away with it. And now we have Joe Biden who's learned. He's learned from Obama that doesn't matter what you do, if you're a liberal Democrat, you will not be prosecuted. He learned from Hillary that a person in high public office can get millions and millions of dollars. And they learned from watching Donald Trump that a true outsider willing to take on the entire system could destroy their entire machine. So what you're seeing across the country is a desperate last-ditch effort by a corrupt machine to destroy their most dangerous opponent in a way which not only breaks the Constitution, destroys the rule of law, and establishes a moment of bitterness uh, which I think will last for a generation or more. I think you, this is going to be a horrendous period, and we just need to understand. The people who want to control America and dictate to the rest of us will break any law, lie about any topic, and manipulate the system any way they can, and that includes a lot of the elite news media. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to a special edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, I am Jerry Brooks, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, as well as your host and tour guide through the wackadoodle world of Joe Biden's America and how fast we are becoming nothing more than a, well, third world banana republic loaded with despots, tyrants, and corrupt folks all across the board. Now, what I opened the show with today, I'm going to be doing that for a while because that was Newt Gingrich, former Speaker of the House and a brilliant historian, who on Monday night on Sean Hannity's program uh, talked a lot about what this indictment in Georgia along with all the other indictments, or as I call it, the indictment sham grand slam, it, it will do to the country. Now, Gingrich, he is from Georgia. He knows the players of the game, so on and so forth. Ugh, excuse me. And that, frankly, is a very dire warning. And I think it might be a little bit prophetic because... Given what these idiots are doing in New York, in D.C., and in Atlanta, is really nothing short of trying to prove how tough they are, how smart they are, and how dumb you people, yes, you the deplorables, you America First, you MAGA, whatever 
umbrella or banner you want to be under that you better get with the program because you will be next. I'm thinking, okay. And this is why right now one of the biggest, uh, I mean, sure, Trump indictment news is always big, but keep in mind right now, as a matter of fact, as we speak, Mike Lindell's election summit is taking place right now in Springfield, Missouri, and tomorrow he is expected to release his plan. He talked about it a lot, but he wants to make it public to the whole world, and he believes that his plan will secure elections across the country uh, in short order, which I think it's pretty ambitious. Of course, the mainstream media will ignore it. Uh, you've got other media like, uh, oh my gosh, yeah, Real America's Voice, The War Room. Uh, they're covering it. But yes, I I'm curious myself. I really am to see what Mike Lindell is proposing. I, I think it could be, if it's as innovative and as good as others who have seen previews says it is i say hey rnc stop being jerkwads and adapt adopt this thing because everybody i mean or at least anybody of the activists who are there these are just ordinary people who are trying to get election integrity the rnc doesn't seem to give a rip uh and this is why Ronna Romney McDaniel, oh, by the way, just to let you know, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. I mean, as far as Mitt the Twit Romney, he's got all kinds of folks who want to line up and challenge and, and primary him next year. I say, well, there's already one that I know of, and he's the mayor of a town in Utah who's tired of it. And especially in a state like Utah, uh, I mean, come on, let's get real here. You know, Romney is done. They know he is a rhino, a Republicrat. So, hey, Utah, do what you got to do. Get that fool out of there. Get somebody who's got some brains and some steel in their spine. But anyway, I digress. So here's Mike Lindell holding this amazing election summit. He's brought some major league heavy hitters uh, in the uh, activist game of going after election, you know, going to get election integrity uh, as well as, uh, you know, let's, you know, and, and expose some of the rats. Let's see how many of them we can, ex that can be exposed and they're going to, you know, deny, 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 deny. Now, certainly one of those who was screaming, griping, moaning, and complaining was the dirtbag, frankly, I'm just going to just say it, douche of a governor, Brian Kemp, who had the unmitigated gall to go and say there was no election fraud in Georgia in 2020. Really? Are you freaking serious, you dupe? I mean, come on. People paid attention. They came to you. 
you they begged you to call a special session in the legislature. You didn't. So pretty much you screwed that pooch. And of course Raffensperger, he was he's another douche who didn't do his job. I don't even know who the hell the Attorney General of Georgia is, but he didn't do his job either. This is why you had people like Catherine Engelbrecht of Truth the Vote and Greg Phillips, um, her uh, working partner. They brought you evidence. You saw, you know Brian Camp, unless you are a total dingbat about what happened on the on election night at State Farm Center there in Atlanta, the fake emergency about the uh, the water main uh, busting and everything and people being evacuated, it's on videotape. These people bringing out all these boxes of ballots underneath a table, putting them through the machine three or four times, and you said there's no evidence? You are part of the problem, Kemp not the freaking solution and frankly if somebody is going to some republican donor billionaire donor if the whole thing with glenn youngkin doesn't work out yeah you don't want to talk about 2020 because you were part of the problem you dipstick you were part of the problem you wouldn't want to see it and same thing with Raffensperger. He didn't do his job, and the Attorney General didn't do his job either. Ugh. You people absolutely amaze me. And you're trying to say that Trump was wrong. That's like, you are, you're a freaking never-Trumper. Just admit it. Because, frankly, this charade, this charade of, or this veneer of, oh, we need to stop talking about it. No! douchebag we don't stop talking about it because you were a part of it and the mainstream media well they are who they are and they get it wrong all the time well there's no evidence there's no evidence bs there's plenty of it just nobody wanted to listen to it and your network your loser network didn't want to do it either because it would ruin their ever-loving narrative oh we had the most secure election anybody who believes that needs a psychiatric eval or a smack upside the head. Georgia, Arizona, last year, were the governor's race who, and they screwed Carrie Lake and Abe Hamaday and Mark Fincham. So I don't, I really don't care. And for those of you religious folks that are like, well, you need to be nice. No, you're, you, you tell me, since y'all are so dang smart, when has a war ever been won by being nice? Hmm? I mean, let's ask some of the greatest military minds, the greatest leaders of the last, 20, uh, of the last century. Let's start with Dwight Eisenhower. Huh? I don't think he would agree with that. George Patton. I don't think he'd agree with that either. Uh, oh my gosh. Winston Churchill. Guarantee you, I can guarantee you, he would have looked at you funny and probably insulted you for thinking that, oh, we can win this war. We just have to be nice about it. 
Wars aren't nice. They're not meant to be nice. That's why it is to be only done as a absolute last resort. Duh. And this is probably one of the most vicious war wartime uh wartime seasons we're in because we're dealing with spiritual warfare that's manifesting itself as lawfare, psychological warfare, information warfare, propaganda, intimidation, all sorts of things. This is what the whole thing with Trump is about. They've already are going, well, frankly, full speed ahead. They're going after Trump. They're going after Trump allies, going after Trump attorneys. They are, these people are deliberately criminalizing free speech. Now, for those of you who aren't necessarily political and they don't, and you don't get into this stuff and you don't pay attention, which is not my fault or my problem. Excuse me. Oh, so yeah, this is pretty nuts. So this is why you have Mike Lindell doing something that the RNC should be doing. But, hey, let him do what he's got to do. And all the people who pretty much hate him for his politics and all these other places that canceled him. Yeah, like Bed Bath & Beyond, which is undergoing bankruptcy. Oops. Go woke, go broke, folks. And just a brief side note, speaking of go woke, go broke, Target, that's right, good old Target, uh, announced that their earnings are down. Their earnings are down, and only a brief mention by the CEO of the uh, Pride, the Pride Wear, the uh, tuck-friendly bikinis and bathing suits. You Target did this to themselves. They they hooked up with a satanic clothing company, as well as all these pride organizations, the Alphabet folks, and yes, you paid for it, and you're still paying for it. I mean, you are essentially the in. You've been bud lighted. <laughs> you've been bud lighted, and that's cool. But <laughs> uh, actually, before I forget here, I gotta do this. Speaking of Bud Light, now <clears throat> Billy Bush, the and who's an heir to the. Anheuser-Busch fortune has really just this this would have just oh oh my goodness I, I think about this and it just kind of makes me a little bit discombobulated but Billy Bush is just sick of the idea that his ancestors who started Anheuser-Busch there in St. Louis would absolutely do somersaults in their graves 
for having uh, Dylan Mulvaney, a dude with major mental problems, <laughs> you know, pushing his family's product. Now, Mr. Bush actually has stated, and, and, and I'm reading this from the National Pulse, uh, he actually would like to buy back Bud Light to make, I mean, to make the brand great again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. Now, now Mr. Bush, you know, that is your family's uh, company and all that. But I don't know, sir. I mean, you can certainly give it a try, but you would have to absolutely overhaul. I mean, overhaul Bud Light. You would have to you would have to essentially start from scratch. No more Dylan Mulvaney's, no more wokeness, no more stupidity because your family hemorrhaged billions of dollars in value. Sales were going down in flames. I mean, it was tanking. Now, I don't know exactly what he would do to make Bud Light great again to help the brand that has suffered horribly, but it's by the company's own uh, design. So, yeah, it would be interesting to see what he would do with that. But what can you do? But, uh, gotta, I mean, can't forget, you know, gotta swerve back here into this Georgia, uh, to this Georgia indictment case. Now, Brian Kemp, yep, when he got real stupid and pretty much said that there was nothing wrong with Georgia and during the election and we need to stop talking about it. Mm -mm. Oh no, we're going to make, there are going to be a whole hell of a lot of people in this country, Governor Kemp, to make you damn uncomfortable. Not just folks from Georgia, but come Monday, Trump has made it clear on Truth Social. Next Monday, 11 a.m., at his country club in Bedminster, New Jersey, he will be doing a major press conference presenting a report, an extensive, detailed report of how uh, Georgia got royally screwed and there was election fraud in spite of the protestations of Governor Kemp. Heck, even MTG... Uh, wasn't exactly thrilled with Kemp either, you know, but I got it. But I just want to take a look here, you know, because there have been all kinds of legal experts. Uh, Mike Davis, one of my, my personal favorite, uh, and Dershowitz, he's come out and talked about uh, this. But one person who I noticed, and, and just a brief a little soundbite from Jonathan Turley, a constitutional uh, law professor at Georgetown. And what he added to what's already been added from these folks, just, just a brief 
uh, word from Professor Turley. It's excessive, and I think it's also dangerous. It, it essentially criminalizes challenges to elections. There's no sort of limiting principle in this document. You know, they are charging things like the president saying publicly we need to have a recount. Yep. That's exactly it. It is dangerous. It's criminalizing free speech. It's criminalizing anybody who objects to an election, be it a lawyer or just an ordinary citizen or an activist. It's like, no, we're going to indict you. Shut up and sit down. That's essentially it. That's essentially it. I mean, Trump says, hey, we need a recount. I mean, the Electoral Act of 1887, mentioned several times by Mike Davis of the Article 3 Project, He's this is a guy who's pretty sharp as well. So now, I mean, Jonathan Turley is no Trump fan. Neither is Dershowitz. But these are at least intellectually honest and fair guys uh, when it comes to civil liberties and constitutional rights. So I will give them the credit for which they are due. But, oh my lord, people. It, this is insane. And yet, oh, here's another beautiful thing. Just to tell y'all how messed up this really is. From the National Pulse. Breaking news. Uh... Fannie Willis wants Trump's trial to start eight days before Super Tuesday. Eight days. I'm like, hello? Uh, how about election interference, Fannie? You messed up radical leftist trained circus animal. Come on, you want to say that, oh, it's a fit. We want to have this quickly. You just exposed your, you just exposed your end game, because you you and you've got Jack Squat, and you say you've never made contact with him. <laughs> I call bull, major league bull. You people are in cahoots, because you look at what Jack Smith wants to do and hold the trial in D.C in January, just before the Iowa caucuses and the New Hampshire primary, and I think maybe even South Carolina. So, yeah, this is, to say that they are not in cahoots, when you look at the timing of all of this, if you say there's nothing there, I will call you a dingbat because you're not paying attention and you're part of the problem. That's what I've been trying to tell people. Look at the timeline. Look at what they want to do. These, you know, Jack Squat wants to start on January 2nd, a few days before January 6th, and also <clears throat> the Iowa caucuses, which are actually going to be held on Martin Luther King Day next year in mid-January. So, to say that this isn't election interference, I will laugh at you. I will absolutely laugh at you because you're obviously not paying attention to the details. 
I'm sorry if I'm harsh, but this is part of the problem. My people perish for lack of knowledge. And that is biblical. We need to pay attention to this, folks, because if we let these people get away with it, kiss the republic goodbye. Kiss it goodbye. Now, I'm not at a point where, you know, I'm going to say, you know, you got to vote for candidate X. I mean, I've made my preferences very clear. <laughs> very, very clear. I am a Trump guy. I always have been and I always will be. So, I mean, you can vote for whoever you want to in the primaries, but it's still a waste in a way because even Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota, had pretty much said last week, why run if you can't win? And I'm like, yo, yeah. Um, we had Senator Tim Scott come to North Florida to meet with uh, Republican elected officials and local party executive committees, which was, you know, nice, but, and I like Tim Scott. Heck, even President Trump has been very praiseworthy of Senator Scott. But I really don't know why he's running because he can't win. He, he doesn't have, he, he just, I guess he's a nice guy. I like Senator Scott. He has a great American success story, but he ain't going to be president. Now, unless he wants a job maybe in Trump's second term, okay, you know, like a cabinet position, but I don't think he's going to be uh, vice president. Nope, I, I don't think so. Um, but we've still got a long way to go. Heck, we're not even into Labor Day weekend 2023 and we're already getting into this and this is why Trump I keep saying this Trump does not need to go to the stupid idiotic Fox debates it is a trap it is an absolute trap laid by Rupert Murdoch and all the other goofballs who want to get rid of Trump it's a trap. Excuse me a moment. It's a trap. Because all you're dealing with a hostile network with hostile anchors. That's going to be Brett Baer and Martha McCallum again. You're going to have to deal with people like Mike Pence and Chris Christie who are just going to go off on you. So, uh, no. No, no, no. You don't need to prove anything, Mr. President. Have a counter event on that night. Do something, you know, you know, be in a venue somewhere. Go and speak to people. You don't have to prove anything to these folks. So, and to everybody who says that, oh, if he doesn't go, he's made a mistake. I'm like, I, I laugh. You're talking to the guy who's the front runner by miles. He has left you and God knows how many other people in the dust. The only person who comes anywhere close in many polls is Vivek Ramaswamy. And I like, 
I, I, I am, I listen to a lot of his speeches, and he has some interesting things to say. Is this going to get him any closer to beating Trump? No. And at least Ramaswamy isn't afraid to stand up and in support of President Trump, who is, well, essentially a quote-unquote rival in the primary. But I can guarantee you, if Trump, and I fully expect he's not going to get a fair trial, He's not going to get a fair trial. You've got the judge in D.C. You've got the judge in Georgia. I'm like, uh-uh. No, 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 no. This thing is a mess. Now, Fannie Willis can say she wants a trial in six months, all she wants, but there are some who believe that there's no way it's going to happen. No way it's going to even go to trial which I find to be pretty interesting and a rather bold statement. But, you know, I, I, I wish I could dig into it a little bit more. But, eh, who knows. It's going, like I said, this is going to be real dang interesting. Uh, what's going on. Already what's going on. So, folks, I really do not know what to tell you. Just stay tuned and hold on to your hats. Now, tomorrow uh, is going to be the big day for Mike Lindell, who is going to explain his plan. And I'm, I am curious. I am very curious to see what he has in store. And if it is as powerful as many have, I, I guess, sort of previewed, I thought, okay, this is going to be interesting. It really, really is. But for right now, I'm just going to call it a day. Say thank you to everybody. Uh, you can simply subscribe to our podcast. You can also send us email in black and right at gmail.com or check out our website and our online store at inblackandright.net. You can also... In the upper right-hand corner, you can also donate uh, to help keep the show growing because we've got a lot of work to do between now and 2024. And so we might be uh, going on location uh, again. We could be doing all sorts of other projects, but we're going to need your help to get there. So my friends, just take care of yourselves. God bless you guys. Have yourself a pretty good rest of your hump day. I will see you tomorrow. And as always, patriots come in all colors. Oh, sorry, almost forgot. Check out our Rumble page because right now I have uh, an exclusive interview with Father Frank, Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. Had a great conversation about what's going on uh, in the political world and some of the things that are going on uh, in the uh, spiritual world with, uh, Catholic, with the Catholic Church and with evangelicals. So I'm out of here, everybody. Patriots come in all colors. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>